Hey guys, how's it going? This is going to be the Dangerous Game, the show that we had just recorded a little while ago. I apologize for the delay on this. Um, that being said, because I got a new job and I have to spend some time on the weekends, which is now my weekend to produce this on a Tuesday. Anyways, uh, in the background, you're going to hear me chewing ice, which I apologize for, and my dog walking around and being click clacky. Um, we are setting up a actual studio inside my garage to make sure that we can make this sound a little bit better. Um, that being said, this is going to be our show and, uh, you might hear a new voice named, uh, Beck. She's my roommate and, uh, she'll probably be around maybe not, not for the show, but, um, I, I want to make a show called, um, I don't know, maybe get a kitten, which is a music show. <clears throat> to show off some music blocks of music, explore some of that stuff and make a new character just for that. She might be around for that. Um, and that's about it. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Bye. The dangerous game contains subject matter that is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the dangerous game. We are live. All right, cool. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Uh, yeah, howdy. This is uh, this is the Dangerous Game podcast. Uh, you're live here with us, or you're listening to a studio recording on your favorite podcast app. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name's uh, Jake Collins. We're here with uh, Jacob Nikos, Lexi fucking Martin, and uh, as always, our uh, producer uh, Jay Jones. He's uh, on the ones and twos, keeping us in line today. Uh, hi, everybody. How's it going, guys? Howdy, how? Um, I just want to, want to send a reminder. I want to send a reminder that we started an apology line, which is a thing where you can actually call into uh, and just apologize for whatever. It's basically like a confessional. Um, if you want to do that, go ahead and, and uh, call 724-892-1042. That's 724-892-1042. There'll be no actual like conversation between us about it. It'll just be playing raw at the end of the show every single uh, episode. So please do that. If you have anything you want to get off your chest, go ahead and do that. That'd be really fucking cool. But Jacob, if they call now, what else do they get? Oh, they get a free chamois. A weird rag that you can use to like polish glasses or your, your bus or your house or whatever you want to polish with. But wait, you know there's that, more. There's OxyClean too. It comes with a weird, pasty, weird substance that you can just apply it to anything. And it's made from like the same nuclear chemists that make nuclear bombs and it just cleans everything. It's great. Sounds so what's amazing. that number one more time for the Jesus folks at home? Christ, you fucking <laughs> asshole. It is 724-892-1042. That's 724-892-1042. You know I didn't memorize that one. That's you. You really <laughs> went after that me for that one. 
No, I just want people to call in to get a towel that's better than a regular towel because regular towels were designed badly or soap that has oxygen in it. I mean, if you're calling to look for towels when you're trying to apologize for something, fuck, cool, right on. Like, I murdered a guy, where's my towel? Like, yeah, you know, so. I hope nobody calls it with anything that heavy. I hope people call in and, and apologize for, like, cutting somebody off on the freeway or talk about how they ate their significant other's sandwich on the way home and said they dropped it in the parking lot. <laughs> Or put a mask on when it was crime. dropped on the floor. Yeah, yeah I got you. <laughs> how, do you, how, do you how do you eat a sandwich? All right. Well, you eat the sandwich and then it dropped on the floor? Yeah, you eat it. No, you no, you no, bite no. off of it. Drop it on the floor. It drops on the floor and yeah. then you eat it. Yeah, like five, five seconds. No. Touch it. Oh, no, no, no. The, the, the floor part is the lie. That's what you're apologizing for. You eat the sandwich mm-hmm. and then you say, oh, yeah, your sandwich was destroyed. And I already ate my sandwich, so you really eat two sandwiches, which is a pretty scrupulous, unscrupulous thing to do. Well, yeah. I talked about murder. You talked about a drop sandwich. This is how we're, we're yeah. parallel. Sounds like, some, <laughs> sounds like some kind of sandwich Armageddon over there. I don't, uh, I don't want to talk about that. Ooh. <laughs> But, you know, I think we're going to talk about somebody who could probably call in and apologize for a few things from the sounds of it. Sounds I'm laughing, good. but it's not that funny. All right, let's begin. Take a look at the... Uh... <laughs> let's just start with this. Collins, um, uh, what do you know about Army Hammer? Um, he was in that really bad Lone Ranger movie. Um, he was in The Network um, and he was in that movie about the spies. That was like, it was I. It was I. Um, his name is dumb. And I think he has a lot of money from something else besides acting. Excellent. Um, all right. So, yeah, this was a test by Nikos to see if you read the research, um, which we all know you don't. But today we are talking about the cocaine pirates when the Pittsburgh pirates were busted along. With the cocaine go, ring buddy. in the early to mid 80s. I wanted to surprise you with some, <laughs> something that you like, actually. So here we go. I, I, I am beyond excited about this because I, I, yeah, I actually am. Uh, I, yeah, I, that's, I, I can't even get started. They're, they're like, the, these, this is such an infamous team. That's great. You, you told me not to read the research, though. I just, I just opened the document. There's a document. There's a there's a Google tab open on my laptop that says Army Hammer. What the fuck? It's yep. not Army Hammer. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. So we're talking about the Cocaine Pirates today. Oh. All for you, buddy. Wow. Wow. You, I hate that I was so predictable. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about two of my favorite things, Pirates and Baseball. Oh, gotcha. I thought you were going to talk about Cocaine, which is not your favorite thing. No. Yeah. I, there's, um, yeah. Ronald Reagan told me not to, and Mr. T, Mr. T agreed with him. You remember that? Yeah, I remember. Lexi, you're muted. Sure was. Were you in Dare? I was in Dare. I just remember them talking about like, hey, don't do PCP, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, What's this PCP? Is terrifying. I mean, I'm in fifth grade. As somebody, yes, that, I was in fifth grade. As, as, somebody about that, as somebody that puts a lot of stuff inside of them, I'd, I'd have to agree PCP is not a good idea. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I've never. 
I, I don't know anybody who's had a good experience uh, being around somebody on PCP or taking PCP. Yeah, I know. I've never heard an endorsement. Yeah, so. PCP, not even once. <laughs> All right, Dangerous so to begin this story, Go for it. we're going to start with Dale Schiffman. Uh, Dale was born in 1952 in Baldwin, Pennsylvania, south of Pittsburgh. Um, I fucking love Pittsburgh. I know that's an unpopular opinion. But so does, so does everyone in Pittsburgh. They really love that town. For sure. No. I don't think anybody loves Pittsburgh but me. Yeah, I hear it really steals Amish your heart. <laughs> oh, uh, like good it. point. Yeah. yeah. All right. In mm. high school, um, Dale met Kevin Coke. His name's literally Coke. The two boys had a mutual love for baseball that made them fast friends. Collins, you would have been friends with them, I think. Oh, I, I appreciate that. That sounds like a compliment. I'll take it. Yeah, that'd be fun. Towards the end of high school, Dale would lose interest in baseball and get into, quote, beer, cigs, and slicked back hair. Uh, Kevin, meanwhile, was scouted by the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Cincinnati Reds and even pitched an entire batting practice to the Pirates. But in the end, nothing came of it. And right after high school, both Dale and Kevin joined the Army. Uh, this was during Vietnam. Dale did a tour in Vietnam, and Kevin wouldn't see action as the war ended before he left boot camp. While they were in the Army, Dale got back into baseball and played a higher-level higher level minor league team while stationed in Massachusetts. What's a higher-level minor league team? What is that? Is that AAA? Well, all right. So, it, I mean, it could be a few things, but basically minor league is broken down into single-A double a triple a and then majors mm-hmm. um so if if he's if, if he's getting in a minor league team he's, he's got a shot <clears throat> a lot of guys don't ever amount to anything there's a lot of people who make up minor league baseball that just spend their lives making less than minimum wage and eating peanut butter sandwiches on a shitty bus for six hours to go to you know some town you don't really want to go to to play some team full of people having the same life experiences as you no i got you yeah, just, just watch a uh, whole Durham. Consuming okay. more than your body weight in sodium from sunflower seeds. Well, and chewing go. tobacco. Great for your teeth. You know what? I, I understand the chewing tobacco. I don't understand sunflower seeds. I just cannot split those things open to save my life. Oh. Such a difficult snack. Oh, my God. I love sunflower seeds. Yeah, I worked in construction. You'd put a mouthful and figure it out. Yeah, you just figure it out. Yeah. I, I I tried to do that recently, and I think it took me like an hour to get through fifteen. Yeah, that makes sense. No, like, they get really wet too, and the splitting's pretty hard. But anyways, we're talking about sunflower seeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. I like sunflower seeds. Um, all right. So in 1979, Dale and Kevin uh, played in a competitive softball team called the High Rollers. Nice. That's a sick name. Uh, Dale was a pitcher, and Kevin was an outfielder. Um, the boys were introduced to a drug called cocaine. What's up? What up, cocaine? Um, Kevin said, quote, even (laughs) (laughs) everyone we hung out with in any bar in town were all into cocaine, end quote. Yeah, no, totally. Um, Wow, I mean. That shit was ringing from the sky back then. Yeah, it was kind of like the thing to do. I mean, I mean, that's not when they thought it was good for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, it's not good for you? No, it's not. I mean, oh. it does help you poop, but I yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> it, 
It's a it's a laxative. Mm-hmm. You'll shit oh, real fast. Oh, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. That and that's why people Ooh. who do coke are always going Keep to the bathroom. Re- regular, yeah. That was actually the selling point when they sold it to uh, Goddamn What's His Face, the dude in Columbia. Like a dude would, like, they'd come up to him and be like, the first time he actually saw cocaine, he was like, the, there's an old guy going like, it makes you poop. Like, that, <laughs> that was the first selling point. And then, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, if you're constipated. Yeah, there you go. There's more coke on the screen. You there know you where go. to go to. Yep. <laughs> all right, so remember that in 1979, cocaine was everywhere before we all knew that cocaine was a bad idea for your health um, when used recreationally. You know, medically, it's okay. Um, but a note from the editor, uh, it's pretty fun. Thanks for that, Nikos. <laughs> note from the editor. In the winter of 1979, the Pittsburgh Pirates announced an open audition for their team mascot, the Pittsburgh Parrot. While they are the Pirates, the San Diego Chicken was making a killing as the bird mascot. So it's easy to understand how they would just carbon copy that shit. <laughs> If, uh, if you're not from San Diego, the San Diego chicken is like the weirdest, dumbest, best fucking thing you've ever seen as a mascot. The colors are out there. He's very annoying. He will he will try and bite your head with his beak. Um, but he's he's just like such a a symbol of San Diego. Yep. And so, that, he was, he was Google made, it. He was famous. I mean, he was in the uh, like '84 Olympics. He was in that kind of shit. So like he got he got big. Yeah, pretty big for a chicken. Um, so the director of promotion said, quote, we were looking for someone, how should I say it, that's slightly insane, end quote. So our good old buddy Kevin signs up for the audition. Um, while completing his schooling to be a welder, he went to the audition as a lark. Pittsburgh sports at the time was hot. Uh, the Steelers just won their third Super Bowl in five years. And the Pirates uh, looked ready to be a world, looked, yeah. Looked ready to be a World Series contender. Uh, the city at this time was swelling with pride for their sports teams. In February 1979, Kevin went to this audition and brought his friend Dale. Um, how come there's nothing about the Penguins in this, Nikos? Uh, there's a little bit about the Penguins. They just weren't winning a whole lot. That's all. Are you a Penguins fan? Fine. As they're a trash franchise. Ow! <laughs> As a Red Wing, as a Red Wings fan, I have to fucking agree. But yeah, <laughs> ew, you're a Red Wings fan. We're not friends. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm a Red Wings. I mean, it's all... look what I wear. I mean, have you Crosby seen how much shit I wear? Like the Tom <laughs> Brady of hockey. Hmm. Okay, we're gonna talk about this later, Ch- dude. It was in the time of Fedorov and Chelios and shit. Like this is the '90s. Like fucking the Red Wings were crushing shit in the '90s. I was about it. Okay, I'm still with it. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Besides, um, Paul McCartney has a Red Wings sticker on his guitar, so it's, like, cool. <laughs> Does he really? He puts stickers on his guitar? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, go Google Paul McCartney's acoustic guitar. He's oh, got, like, the I Red Wings. I never noticed. That's Must weird. have been, like, one Logo. time. He was in a band called Wings. I know, he was in a band. Like, no. so maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe. That was, like, the second best band he was ever in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a local newspaper wrote that there was dozens of unemployed oh. actors, frustrated entertainers, singers in the shower, and certifiable crazy baseball fans. There were around 100 mascot hopefuls, each doing a five-minute audition. Dale at this time was a freelance photographer, so he chased around Kevin pretending to be a paparazzi. 
It was a true circus on the field. The judges, the judges had Kevin dance to a disco song. Of course, it's the fucking late seventies. Um, he does well and he gets a call back, um, that he's in the top 10. So on his second audition, he dazzles the judges with his impressions of local celebrities and his dance moves. Kevin was offered the job, but was also worried because Pittsburgh fans notoriously hated mascots and cheerleaders. What, what are like, like local fucking celebrities like Joe down at Bob's bar? Like, nah, it's gotta be like the weatherman or like the mayor or like, you know, your, 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 uh, your Congress person or something like that. Like somebody that like, I don't know, like that's what I think of when I think of local celebrities, maybe other sports stars. Here's here's a question while I was researching this too. Like, what kind of fucking meat product is is like like famous in Pittsburgh? You know, like you know how like Chicago has a deep dish pizza, and you know, I guess New York's known for like hot dogs and shit. Like, is there some sort of or in Philly? Philly has the cheesesteaks. Does Pittsburgh have any fucking mm-hmm. crazy like food item that's like that? I think they're a sausage town, but I uh, maybe pretzels. Maybe. Which I, I mean, like. I know they're like, you know, steel mills and all that, but I'm going to see if there's like signature Pittsburgh food. Yeah. I just it, maybe it's maybe it's Coca-Cola. Don't you remember that like old commercial with the Super Bowl yeah. where he like throws the jersey and he drinks the kids Coke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's yeah, it. Oh, Coke. Coke. It makes sense. Oh, there you go. All... So it's Coke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all Fly about together. Coke in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Steel and Coke. So I looked up, because we were talking about, you know, local celebrities, I looked up famous people that are from Pittsburgh. Yeah. So fun fact really quick. Christina Aguilera. Nice. Uh, Mac Miller and Wiz Khalifa are all from Pittsburgh. Nice. Some heavy hitters. The only person I know out of the oh. entire thing because I'm old is, is going to be uh, Christina Aguilera. Yeah, for sure. You don't know <laughs> Mac Miller? I know, Mac I've, Miller? I've heard of him, yeah. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, pierogies. Um, pierogies. There you go. Yeah. Pierogies. Sure. I, I had a roommate who um, his family was from Pittsburgh, so she was a Steelers fan, and they always made pierogies. And like now it's making sense. Apparently they have a, a large Polish population, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's where it's from. So, I'm not really sure. Sure. The, the other thing is also Pennsylvanian rye whiskey and Pamela's hotcakes. So... Those are some other signature Pittsburgh foods. Nice. Awesome. Pamela's hotcakes. That sounds bomb. App- apparently, um, they like tater tots, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pamela's like hotcakes does not sound like a food item. It sounds like a breakfast-themed strip club. It, sounds like just, it strip just club. sounds like pancakes. Anyways. Yeah, but like... Aren't hotcakes just pancakes? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I think so. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I've never had a hot cake. There's never been a time I've walked into a place. I'm like, can I get some of your hot cakes? That'd be really tight. This sounds like a good little dangerous episode where we investigate the history of pancakes and the different names like pancakes, hot cakes, flapjacks. flapjacks. Oh my God. No, Stupid that's waffles. Uh, the best flapjacks are at Pancake House. <laughs> Just saying. That's a Patreon thing for sure. Like I mean, I, I wouldn't want to. I won't want to put it on the regular stream when we're talking about pancakes. Yeah. Oh, did we plug the Patreon? No, we have not yet. We'll get that to the at that's the end what, of the show. Yeah, right. it's going up with this episode. Episode, yeah, simultaneous. Great. Jacob, are you going to introduce us to the peanut gallery? Uh, yeah. Or, what are you talking about? You're talking about Beck. Beck. 
So Beck is, yeah. <laughs> Beck is actually I has, mean, I just say things here and there. Yeah, Beck has her own microphone. She is uh, my roommate, and uh, she's just hanging out because she's never actually like hung out and actually recorded a podcast or listened to anything being recorded. So yeah, she's having a good time. I yeah. can hear my voice. It's she's weird. Got, <laughs> yeah. Well, you got the cool microphone cover, so. Yeah, yeah it's like a. So, all good. She actually has your microphone it's cover. It's like a pea colored. That's that's Jake's old color. Like vegetable pea. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, like when you take too many vitamins and eat asparagus, and you're just Ooh. like, I wish I wasn't in this urinal right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. Well, thanks for letting me join you. Well, thanks yeah, for coming back. Uh, so you guys are supposed to be talking about like drugs and baseball. And yeah. And stuff? Okay. Yep. Okay. Cool. There we go. That's what we're doing. All right. All right, so none of the other teams in town had a mascot. Kevin was paid $25 a game. A game. Wow, that seems... Even for 1979, that seems... Well, I have... Cheap. There's a breakdown for the, how much it costs now on there, too. Oh, okay. Sorry. Getting ahead of myself. Kevin was paid $25 a game, but still said, I thought I had died and gone to heaven. That's $67 in today's money. Yep. So, like, but games... Baseball games are, like, three and a half hours long. Yeah, he got paid $67 to do that every single day. All right, but like he also traveled 20. with them, too. So I guess if you're like, hey, I'm like a free-flying single guy, you can just do that shit. You know what I mean? That's fair. Who's like a huge baseball fan. All right, fine. I and you got to pay for your cocaine somehow. True. That, that comes true. up a little bit later. Um, so at 82 games, he's not making much money. Kevin sent to spring training in Florida to get ready for the regular season. Kevin quickly gets a concept of exactly what he signed up for. <clears throat> when he's in the outfield, dressed as a parrot with MLB greats Dave Parker and Willie Stargill. These are the greatest players of the time and his heroes. Um, with fans in the stands, he says to Parker and Stargill, he turns to Parker and Stargill and says, I'm really nervous. I wasn't expecting this. To which they laughed and replied with, wait till the real season starts. There'll be 50,000 fans. In a way, though, Kevin is feeling like part of the team. Fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, while he had no choreographed routine. Oh, look at those pirates. <laughs> great um, I went to a pirates game in Pittsburgh. Um, it was great. Anyway. PNC Park is a great stadium. Phenomenal. There was fireworks. It was amazing. It's right on the river. It's beautiful. I'm guessing that's where your people yes. are from. There's so much Pittsburgh going through you with the penguins and all that stuff. No, I'm no. Okay. It's a, it's a long story. Gotcha. We'll get there. We'll get there probably later when I have another beer. Sounds good. So, <laughs> while he had no choreographed routine, Kevin had to improvise. I'm not doing lines, Jay. Um, <laughs> You're just reading them. <laughs> I'm just reading lines. Um, it didn't take long for his annex to have uh, him warm up to the team. And his, in the locker room, Kevin had his own shower and change room separate from the players. But he started hanging out in the club anyway. Um, this wasn't considered the best clubhouse of baseball at the time. Sports Illustrated said of the clubhouse, it traditionally has the loudest, trashiest mouths in baseball. Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty loud and trashy. Well, I mean, um, if you grew up in a, in a tough town like Pittsburgh, you're, you're probably not exactly, you know, an altar boy. And if you are an altar boy, you could probably beat up most of the other altar boys. So that, that doesn't surprise me all that much. That's great, though. He's just like, hey, you know, I'm the mascot, but I have a private shower and a private locker room. But like, hey, you guys, you mind if I hop in the shower there with you? Like, 
Yeah, I can't imagine. You know, yeah, being a chicken and walking in with your uh, your shirt off and doing all that fun stuff, hanging out with those guys. I gotta rinse off the feathers, you know. It's a little social showering. It's it's great. It's great. Take a little bird bath. Oh <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. So uh, I get it. I get it. Is, is Nino okay? Yeah, there's there's uh, no Alex, uh, Alex just came over and she dropped off her dogs. So there's a lot of movement back here, oh, so it's all good. Hi, Alex. Hello. <laughs> um, so Sports Illustrated said of the clubhouse that, uh, yeah, Lattice is trashiest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Pirates um, win the division that year, and on the last game of the regular year, uh, Kevin gets a high five from an outfielder while saying, "Nice going, Parrot dude." That's uh, the Pirates. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Nice going, Parrot dude. Uh, the Pirates won the World Series that year in Pittsburgh. Uh, the city goes wild. There's 120 arrests in the city, 10 dog dog bites from police dogs, and countless toilet paper and debris uh, from trash left behind. Sounds like a standard so, I, standard East Coast uh, celebration for for winning. They had a rager in the streets. Yep. Yeah, you get you get some of that rye whiskey, maybe some of Pamela's hot cakes, and then you just fucking tear down a couple of street lamp, street lamps and look for a dog to bite you. I mean, doesn't that sound like a good day? That sounds like a good day to me. Don't forget the pierogies. <laughs> oh yeah, gotta have the post game pierogi. Post game pierogi. And the pre game pre game pierogi. It's it's a whole cakes. thing. Do you think they sell like pierogies instead of hot dogs there? Like you get a pierogi and a bun. And like people in Pittsburgh are just like squirting mustard on it and being like, ah, I'm, I miss Three Rivers Stadium, you know? Hey, Bradshaw is so much better than Roethlisberger. I can't, I don't even know what people from Pittsburgh sound like. I'm just doing like a East Coast accent, which is probably insulting. Um, yeah. The thing about pierogies too, it's like the most like, I don't know. It's just, it's just the most like boring fucking like, like c- celebratory food to eat at a fucking ballpark. Pierogies well, what are do you think is like, yeah, what, what do you think a better celebratory food is? Like a, like an edible firework or something? A hot dog. You know, oh. A hot dog's not like celebratory. I'm getting a tattoo and also, of one on me. not that good. All right, fine. Whoa. I'm out, I guess. Whoa. The, I mean, I don't think hot dogs are bad. I, I, I'm a big hot dog guy, but, I, you know, a pierogi is... It's kind of like a hot dog, but the outsides are on the inside. I guess I guess you're right. Is- if we're talking about food at a ballpark, because like right now all the ballpark foods, like, do you want sushi and like you know a martini served to your fucking thing now? Because they are, I think, the old school way of making food is probably a better way for the ballpark. So I do agree with that. I guess something more more, something more, tra- more traditional is better for me than it is with the kind of newer form that we do with stuff with ballparks. See, I like hot dogs going in, but the problem I have with hot dogs is when you get the hot dog burps. Oh. And I hate the hot dog burps. It's like the equivalent of drinking the bong water. You're like, this This reminds <laughs> me of something that I really enjoy, yeah. but none of it's enjoyable. I, I just don't think, a, I don't think a meat should be boiled in water that long. <laughs> you know, you know yeah. there's more than one way to, to skin this cat. Most of the time, people are grilling them these days. Yeah, I know, but they're not over at like at the ballparks. That's a bold fucking like, like it's a dirty ass hot dog. It also doesn't make them any higher ah. quality meat. No, totally. Well, but, what what do you mean? This is they're long. not high quality meat. They they don't call them tube steaks because they're cheap. 
<laughs> if they're right. they're prime cut, we're gonna pretend like that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> the team loves what Kevin did. He becomes a local celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, during one game, he drives a mini replica Corvette while being chased around by people on mopeds. Is this like on the field? On, on the, the field. field yep. On the oh, field. He did it. Hell yeah. Um, he then spontaneously decides to drive out of the stadium onto the street and cross the 6th Street Bridge while shaking his parrot head, yelling at people until the police stopped him and instead asked for his autograph and uh, gave the motorcade an escort to the stadium instead of giving him a ticket. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore. We've, we regressed as a society because that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> right. Um, a friend described Kevin as young, single, and taking on the world. Uh, now, speed in the 70s and early 80s were big in the MLB. When Kevin was looking a bit under on some games, the players would encourage him to take some speed and some coffee and some coffee. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Before putting on the parrot suit. That's like a heart attack waiting to happen. Yeah, 100%. Oh, they were all about it. So they like had like the little, um, little pills and all that. And... Um, they would say if you were playing and you didn't take them, they would call it playing naked. Um, like you, you would just like show up in the locker room and there was like the pills in your locker because they were just like like issued by the team. Like they they didn't see the downs. Yeah, greenies, greenies, um, and, greenies, and, and reds. Yeah, yeah. So like they didn't really understand why uh, animate anaphetic. Oh boy, I can't say that and, word today. Amphetamines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to call them anamethamphetamines. <laughs> I was just like, that's not the word. <laughs> um, it sounds like a Dr. Seuss drug. Um, <laughs> yeah. Am I allowed to bring up Dr. Seuss anymore? Am I gonna? We're going to get like bombarded by a bunch of people on. No, like, just uh, by, by rich white guys are on the right wing. You're good. As long as you rhyme. Yeah. Well, as long as you rhyme. Yeah. It's the only way. We might. Oh, I have to rhyme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was trying to think of something too much to time. That's a that's a fun well, story. That's a fun, the, that's a fun rabbit hole we, got, we that's a fun rabbit hole we can get down, but I don't means. want I don't want to get down into it too far cause, uh, you, yeah, you don't need to rhyme anamphetamines because you've got too many better things to say right now. Damn, you just rapped like the fucking bare naked ladies. I'm happy for you, bro. Oh my god, that's like the highest compliment you could have given me. <laughs> my sister and I were texting about the Bare Naked Ladies this week. That that uh, album postcards from chimpanzees. Like my mom uh, bought it at like a, a Starbucks or something like that. Uh, I I remember it was one of those albums my sister and I liked, and I don't quite understand. Chickadee China, Chinese chicken, man. You can't you can't you can't you do that. Stick uh, and your brain stops sticking. Uh, I I, I cannot watch the X Files with no lights on. <laughs> It's too terrifying. Well, Smoky Man's in this one. So um, let's go ahead and stop from this distraction and go ahead and back to what Lexi was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now our story goes back to Dale. Um, so we've left Kevin. Now we're going back to Dale. He's a sports fan, sports ball and things. Um, and he has season tickets to the Steelers, the Penguins, and the Pirates. Hey, Penguins. There you go. Um Kevin introduces his old high school chum to the Pirates team. Um, Dale would say, I got to stand out there in the field with my heroes. Uh, A few would 
invite me for beer. Life couldn't have been better. I too like beer, Kevin. As Kevin and Dale are hanging out with the players, um, a friend told Dale, Dale doesn't want to, or somebody talked about Dale and said, Dale doesn't want to grow up. He just wants to have a good time. Don't we all? Yep. Yeah. During this time of his life, Dale uh, wasn't finding any work as a freelance photographer, um, but he's feeling validated by hanging out with these baseball players. So he's like, you know, I haven't done anything with my life, but I'm hanging out with all these successful people. So I'm like, like successful by proxy. Is that what that means? Yeah. Or just having a fun time with successful people. It'd just be like you making $30,000 and hanging out with Jay-Z. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with Jay-Z. Okay. Or, I don't know. Who who, who would you want to hang out with? Probably Sidney Crosby because she's a Penguins <laughs> fan. <laughs> there you um, go. Fair. I mean, he's probably Dude, a total right. douche. I would go if, if, Malkin over Crosby any day. Evgeny Malkin. Gotcha. Why? I, just because I can give you a hard time. I'm a fan of the Coyotes. They're absolute... Trash. Garbage, garbage. Yeah. So, but but. Garbage. We're talking about the Arizona At team. We don't have a, Are we talking about yeah. hockey right now? Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Talking uh, about that that ice ball. hockey, mm-hmm. NHL. Yeah. All right. So Kevin and yeah. Dale are out and about after games. Um, they'd be with players, and they'd ask, "Hey, you know, do you party?" This is when players found out um, that down on his luck, Dale could get stuff. And they started doing cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I <effectively>. mean, <laughs> the, the, yeah, you got to make some money and like you don't really have any other prospects and a bunch of guys with way too much money and uh, a clear need to be able to party after long physical activity. I don't know. It's kinda, it makes a lot of sense. There's puzzle pieces and they're connecting. It's all making sense. So effectively, mm-hmm. this led the team to um, having a hookup on Blow via their parrot mascot. Um, eventually, this would lead to players calling Kevin to get Dale to get cocaine before games. Um, Rob Scurry, a relief pitcher, and infielder Dave, uh, Dale Barra, Yogi Barra's son, uh, were the two that called the most often. Yep. Um, yikes. Dale was becoming more and more ingrained in the team at this point, and Kevin became less of a middleman, so the team was sc- scoring off Dale at a gram or two at a time. Um, Dale would cut it to take some for himself, and the deals would happen in the stadium without Pirates management saying anything, leading all to believe that management knew that this was happening, but chose not to say anything. Uh, Dale is at this point delivering cocaine to hotel rooms and is now also getting calls from players visiting teams. Kevin and Dale would be partying with the teams around town while they were just doing blow. Yeah, so basically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the visiting teams would come in, like if San Diego was coming in to play the Pirates, they're like, yo, where's your guy with the hookup? And then Dale would show up and deliver it to the fucking hotel. So he just like that. went from not being successful to being a Major League Baseball drug dealer. Yeah, what, it, what ended up happening, and it's not in my literature <laughs> at all, it was they spent all the money they got, they spent on hanging out with the baseball players, so they were at zero profit. So they're selling drugs, making like $13,000 a week doing it, and then they would just and spend just that money hanging money. out with those baseball players, 
at these random clubs and they were just not making that money at all. So it was definitely a thing of just like you're fucking you're you're stealing from your own supply almost essentially. So yeah, they didn't they didn't do they made the no smartest money. Smartest boys they are. Not really. They're from I, I mean they're they're Pittsburgh boys. One of them was a welder. Like that's pretty much how it was. So Jay does want us to know that this was the 1980s in the uh, 20th century um, in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. uh, just a note from the producer. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was raining cocaine back then. Raining. Um, so Kevin saw this is having fun with his heroes, uh, but clearly the players were just using him for blow. So he's like starstruck, and they're like, mm -hmm. "Yeah, just yeah. give us cocaine." So by 1982, um, cocaine's huge in the MLB. Um, the Pirates' first baseman, John Milner, was snorting seven grams of cocaine a week with folks like Scurry and Vera. That's pretty hard to do. <laughs> seven, that much cocaine, cocaine is going to get a, get you fired as the drummer for the class. Like a lot of the cocaine. Yeah. That's a gram of cocaine a day. Yeah. A gram a day. Yeah. Oh. Jesus Christ. All right, Melner would say um, it was so common that players would worry uh, before the home opener to make sure that Dale had cocaine for delivery. So they were all like, dude, where's the blow? Where's the blow? Mm -hmm. um, Scurry, the relief pitcher, uh, meets 24-year-old Kevin Connolly, a heating repairman. They start doing blow together, and Kevin, being a cocaine addict, decides to get in the business of selling cocaine. Yep. Uh, Connolly would buy a quarter ounce and keep half, sell the rest of the Pirates players. Um, but a quarter ounce became too small an amount, so he started buying a quarter kilo. So um, that's like some serious cocaine, in that's, that's, my opinion. That's some pretty big weight, yeah, for sure. A quarter kilo like, that's is like, a lot. Um, Jacob, not that um, you have any particular expertise, but let's just say you could compare a full kilo to a common household object. What would you compare it to? Uh, well, full kilo is about a brick. So it's like the ones that you see when they seize it. So it's like one of these type of things. A full kilo is about 20 grand. So it's it's this big and costs $20,000. A quarter kilo is about five grand in our, our current money. So, yeah. So a quarter kilo would be like buying a pint-sized beer can full of cocaine. Yeah, it's it's basically like sh just cutting it off, like a piece of cheese. You just cut off a quarter of it and just you know weigh it and then send it off. Yep. Do you spread it on crackers? Um, I don't have never done <laughs> cocaine on crackers, but I mean, I guess it's something I could try. Just make your gums really like numb. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like Szechuan pepper, huh? Yeah. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Exact same, exact same thing. Yeah. You, I mean, from what I see for movies, you normally want to put on some stripper's boobs and snort off of them. You don't want to put on a cracker usually. I don't I don't really know. I don't do drugs. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Coming from someone who actually doesn't really do drugs anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they don't like dealers and people that are buying it. Put, you put it on your gums to like see like the... If it, is it if it's real or is it like no? A that's thing? Uh, that's usually. Or is that just movies? It's just movies. It's usually like I mean you can test it for purity that way, but for the most part you rub it on your gums when it's the end of the bag. We call it the end of the bag move. Yeah. Is it is it because it's not enough to snort? Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
So you're just you can lick it. it. You can lick it. You can way. put it on your gums. All that stuff. It's just a different way of ingesting it. Because I mean, the bag's empty. I don't know, Jay. Do you have any in- input on this? That makes sense. What? No, no, I don't, I don't know. What. Is it gummy? I don't know. What? What? No, what? What? No. Yeah. No. no. Rubbing on gums no. is some Scarface no, shit. Like it's just one of those type of things that you just that's that's not it's not a real thing. I never I've never done that in my entire life, so I don't know. Jay, are you snorting coke right now? Who me? Me? No, no, no. I'm working. Uh, working, mm-hmm. working on another line. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. It's it's funny because the Eagles wrote a song about it, so it's chill. <laughs> so yeah, did Eric, totally so Eric Clapton too. Yep. Yeah. And many. Um, all right. So Scurry at this yeah, point sure, has sure. dealers all over. Um, he's got Dale and this Connolly kid, and he's branching out even further to make more and more deals. So before a game, Scurry sorted a gram, a gram, damn, and pitched a shutout. So now he believes Blow is becoming more of a way to better his game. So he starts a gram of Blow and then pitches a shutout. That's a lot. So, like, if if you're, like, any sort of remote, like, baseball watcher, you gotta, like, be watching this guy on the mound if you're in in the stadium just thinking, like, what the fuck is wrong with him? And he's, like, checking the ball 16 times in 20 seconds before he throws. Yeah. Twitching. But, like... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe everyone thinks he's rubbing pine tar off his neck. <laughs> there was some dude on shaking off, LSD. Sh- shaking off every sign was, from the uh, catcher. No, no curveball, no changeup. I'm only throwing fastballs today. I mean, all you got to throw is three pitches, right? Three strikes and you're out. Yeah, three strikes and you're out. Which uh, does remind me, this is the perfect time to uh, remind you all, this is the Dangerous Game Telethon Hour. Now, this, uh, this program uh, does not pay for itself, um, which is why we've launched our Patreon uh, along with this episode uh, in parallel, if you will, uh, in being able to listen to it on uh, podcasting apps. So uh, Jay is going to chime in with a few more uh, bits of information about why you should call in and donate today. <laughs> Who, who me? I'm not saying shit. No, 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 no. Hey, we're just, uh, we're, at, we're, we're nothing to do with anything. We're just we're at that time of the, of the night, my good friends. If you, if That's you right. We are idea. at that time of the night. All right. We're so at that time, time of the night. That is the giving hour. Uh, Jacob, uh, can you chime in with more of what your donation to the Dangerous Game Telethon might cover? So if we're talking about patreon.com slash the dangerous game uh, podcast, um, if you donate any kind of money, like uh, the, you can donate a dollar at, at one point and, uh, but at $5, we're going to do some actual real legit exclusive Patreon content stuff you won't hear on this actual podcast. So we're going to do that. Um, we're also going to open up a discord so that we're going to have chats uh, so uh, that you can actually talk to me, Jake or Jay or Collins at any time via our phones, uh, write to us and uh, we can talk about anything you want to do. Uh, if you want to give us any kind of insight as far as what you want to do for Dangerous Game as far as more subjects go, we will allow that and have it and we will brace you and love you and maybe even take you out for coffee. Uh, the Patreon is going to go towards stuff where we want to make sure that people are getting paid for good stuff and uh, uh, and our content. People like Lexi, who just came on, I want her to be able to get paid for 
her just coming on. So um, exactly. That's kind of what we're looking for as far as our Patreon goes. Again, there's going to be exclusive content. Um, stuff's going to be more historical. So, I might do it solo. I can do it with some people on the team, but there's stuff I'll research and just record on my own. And uh, whoever wants to come with me comes with me. I mean, I feel like yeah, I should some get examples paid a of bit. that <laughs> content might be things like why your dentist is someone you shouldn't trust. Um, top 16 <laughs> sandwiches available from Subway not on their uh, menu. Uh, three reasons why you should switch to the other rideshare app. Mm -hmm. So um, some really hard hitting stuff there. That's not what's going to be like. That sounds like KUSI news. That's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to have a call, podcast call, like call that us. about nothing. <laughs> Anyways, but, um, we we, we we launched that this week. So when this show comes out, the new Patreon is going to be back up, right, Collins? Uh, correct. Cool. Correct, Amundo. So they were at zero profit. So ah! <laughs> All right. Is. So. Oh. Back to cocaine. Uh, side night. By the uh, note, by the way, if we get, uh, we're almost at forty minutes. So if we get to the part where. Um, this is off the record, obviously I'm going to mark this out, but, um, if we get to the point where the font changes, we might just part to this thing. So I'm one paragraph away from font change. All right, cool. Um, all right. Back to cocaine. Hmm. <clears throat> um, at this point, uh, the more cocaine the players want, the more Connolly needs to get it. So he starts flying to Miami to smuggle it, um, and he would buy, uh, to smuggle it, where he'd buy, what? Sorry, I probably wrote it wrong. Is that two kilos? Probably. Two kilos. Two kilos, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's start that over. At this point, the more cocaine the players want, the more Connolly needs to get it. So he starts flying to Miami to smuggle it. So he'd buy two kilos for 40 grand and smuggle it back to Pittsburgh. This is all for only the players of the virus. Holy shit. Um, That's <laughs> a, a lot of cocaine. A heating repairman obviously doesn't know how to smuggle cocaine, so he learns from the people he's buying from. Uh, Connolly said the cocaine came in a chunk, and it was placed in a large bag uh, that was placed in another bag with lemons and coffee grounds. Good old smuggling drugs. Yes, Kate Jollins. Quick question. Um, so he's a heating repairman. He's involved in crime. Is this the plot of the movie Heat? Uh, no, because those guys were no. professionals. <laughs> like, they were really professionals, yeah. yeah. This guy's a professional heating guy, though. I know, but they were professional shooting cops in the face guys for, for money. I may have watched a different movie. No, it's it's my favorite film that Val Kilmer was ever in, like ever, aside from Willow, it, of, obviously. Isn't Pacino in in that too? He definitely is. Not Willow. And Robert De Niro. The, the best scene that I've ever seen, probably in film, is when Robert De Niro and fucking Al Pacino sit across from each other in a cafe and they just talk shit to each other subtly. It's the greatest part of that film. It's great. He is a good movie. Yeah, it's probably my favorite scene in Will Willow. It doesn't really make any sense contextually, but um, yeah, no, you know. it doesn't make sense in Willow at all. You're right. No, no, no. <laughs> when, honest, honestly, when he when he freaks out because the laser implodes because 
his rifle in the dorm sewers vaseline on the lens and he breaks down and cries in the the kitchen there that's that's really my favorite scene real genius my friends real genius yeah real genius Valkyrie's great yeah real genius aside from uh dr moreau that was fucking terrible speaking of the dr moreau (laughs) that dog was just like i'm gonna sit right next to you i love you you're gonna deal with that oh my gosh look at that face look at those cute eyes this is bailey Say hi, Bailey. For all of the uh, those of you who are listening to the recording, this is a quick video uh, segment of Lexi's dogs. And for the low price of five dollars and ninety nine cents a month, you too can feed these dogs. There you go. If you donate, if you donate ten ninety nine a month, you can uh, have these dogs not only fed but pet. At least three times a day. That's three separate sessions of getting attention from their owners. So uh, just one more reason to subscribe to our Patreon today. Love, 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 love.